0: Malachi chapter 3. We're going back to Malachi chapter 3. Amen. Malachi says, son, you look good today, by the way. Just thought I'd tell you that. The sugar in my coffee. The ooh in my we. The get up in my go. The icing on my cake. Amen. The glaze on my donut. Amen. My goodness. Amen. <laughs> Malachi chapter 3. Um, okay, now now hold on before we break into this, okay? We already talked about God is dealing with the people of Israel and their lacks of worship, uh, their disobedience to him, Uh, their rebellion to him. But now we're going to get into their mindset. Okay, we're going to get into their mindset. Okay, look look, look what it says. Look what it says. It says in verse 13. I have to use humor to to preach this because this is an indictment. Okay, it says, your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord. There you go again. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? You have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? I want to talk about this morning... The blessings of serving. Last week, I talked about the blessings of giving. I want to talk about this morning a new direction. The blessings of serving. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins now. Clear my mind and heart, Lord. Use me as a vessel. Uh, Lord, I know I'm not worthy, but thank you that you cover me to preach your word. Bless your people now. Touch their hearts and minds and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Thank you so much. Thank you, ushers. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Go on, say it. The blessings of serving. Amen. 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 The enemy will always try to convince you and I and, and somebody gonna say, "Amen" on this. That we're doing too much for God. That we used to hang out all the time. Now you always at the. Come on and say, "Amen." I got. I know I got a few more to say, "Amen" on that one. Amen. The enemy is the only one, and I mean the only one who will try to convince you that you're doing too much for God. Let's see, let's see how that sounds going into your ears. You're doing too much for God. Have you ever heard that phrase? If these walls could talk, they would tell a story. If you were a fly on the wall, you would know the truth. The one thing that we can be assured of is that God knows what we're really thinking. And what's so amazing about the children of Israel is that they had forgotten that God was omniscient. Means he knows everything. And even when confronted with facts, they acted like they didn't do wrong. Amazing to me. It's an amazing thing that no matter what we say in our words, God knows our hearts. It's amazing to me that the enemy will try to convince us that we're doing too much for God. Let's just stop for a minute and think about this. Because you have work. Because you have family. Because you have responsibilities. Okay? Watch this now. Watch this now. But it's the same God that wakes you up every morning. And if God chooses not to wake you up, then all your plans or all our plans are over. We have no plan. As a matter of fact, in the book of James, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Amen. He says, he says, a man makes plans for tomorrow, but his life is by the vapor. Matthew chapter six says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Think about this. We are so worried about so many things. But the idea of serving God, it turns the devil's stomach. He knows that if you're serving, you're married to him. He knows that when you start serving him, you're taking the relationship from just dating to intimacy. Are you with me? The people of God in this passage will see that God had strong evidence against them that they were not sold out. That they really didn't care anymore about what they said, how they lived. And here's the serious part about it. They were not even ashamed to say it loud. It's amazing, saints, how the enemy will deceive you to start thinking things that is not real about God. One of the privileges of having an attorney is attorney-client privileges. And in the story, here in Malachi, we have the privilege of hearing from God. Come on, somebody. We have the privilege of hearing what God knows and what the people confessed <laughs> and what they did not confess, but we're hearing from the one who knows everything. Come on, somebody. How many you know he knows everything? How many know that he's omniscient and he's omnipresent, and so therefore he's everywhere at the same time? There's never a time where God is not where he's supposed to be. There's never a time when God will not show up right on time because he's on a time constraint. Not only that, but God is omnipotent. That means that he's all-powerful. Let me say this. Deception can come in many forms. It can happen to you or it can happen to any one of us. One day you can wake up and be on the totally opposite side of the fence. One day we can wake up and and we can be on the wrong side fighting. Most people think that only giving is good enough. God says giving is good. And I told you last week that there's a blessing in giving. All right, I, I ain't going back there. It's, it's a blessing in giving. Why? He says, I'll rebuke the devourer. I, 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 when it tries to destroy what I'm about to birth in you, I will avoid, you will avoid the miscarriage. Come on, help me. Amen. And then he says, not only that, but you're going to carry a tag on your name. All nations will call you blessed. God, and imagine this, imagine that Israel is so disobedient and God is so patient. God doesn't have to share with them. God doesn't have to like negotiate with them or try to convince them of anything else. But God now from an attorney-client privilege, he comes now and he confronts them with, with facts. With facts. May I say this to you today? Showing up is not just good enough. Your presence is needed. Your praise is needed. But your service is needed also. And I believe that as true believers of God, When you move to that level of serving God, it gives evidence that you have really encountered the living God. Because I want to tell you something, prior to coming to know him, I didn't really care about anything that relates to God. So I know that it has to be a God who can change one's hearts, who can change your mind and change you to the point where You are willing to serve him. May I ask you a question? Does the evidence that God has on you suggest that you're sold out for him? I wish I had somebody. I'm just asking. That's Ebonics. (laughs) Amen. Does the evidence that God has on you suggest that you're sold out for him? Now, here's the thing. It, it is, this isn't about, okay, one, two, three step. It's it's a faith leap. I know some of us have been hurt by churches. Some of us are indecisive on what type of church we want to be part of or what type of choir we want to listen to or what kind of leader we want to be under. But here's the thing. You got to go by the spirit of God that leads you to a place where you can say, I want to serve God. I want to, I want to be part of what God is doing. I want to become part of God's program. God addresses us in this passage, and he addresses these people, and, he, and I'm talking about a new direction, and I want to share with you a few things, about five things, to show you the blessings of serving. Are you with me? Look, look at verse 13. He says, He says, your words have been arrogant against me. You know what I found out about people? When they don't get what they want, they blame God. But here's the thing about when you're serving God, what happens to you, ready? First thing is you will develop true humility. Man, before I was saved, I was such an arrogant person, full of pride and self. But when I came to Jesus, I wish I had somebody. And when I surrendered my life fully to him and I began to serve, can I say this to all you servants that serve during the week and all of you who have gotten involved in what we're doing here? God is teaching you a lesson on humility. But then I also want you to, when you go out to serve, look at the people that you're serving. And then look at your life and look at where you are. It gives you a good perspective, it humbles you. It causes you to appreciate what you have. It causes you to go home thanking God that you're not where you used to be. And come on, somebody, and there's a better life ahead of you. But here's the thing. The fact that God pulled you out, i never forget. i never forget when I was living in the world, when I was out in the world. And i never forget we had, this, we had this oath. We had this little gang I was part of in Chicago. And we, we, had a, we had a pact. We said, whoever make it out first going to go back and get everybody. Tell me how that worked out. Ain't nobody made it out. We tried, but we didn't make it out. We tried and we tried, and every time we tried, we would go right back to the bottom because what we didn't realize is that we were all self-seeking on, somebody. We 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 say we were for each other, but really, in all actuality, we were for self. But when I met Jesus, when I got on this team, when I joined this gang, come on, somebody, Amen. I realized something. Listen, it you can really pull somebody up. Are you with me? But, but what I found out, I didn't know much about humility. I did not know that. And here's what I found out. I found out that the Bible says in 1 Peter, it says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So it doesn't matter how much I accumulate as a man of God, because let me tell you something, God's going to bless you for serving. You're not going to look the same. You're not going to be the same. Expect the windows of heaven to pour out blessings as you serve God. Okay. Here's the thing. If you're serving and you still look the same, something is wrong with your servitude. My servant has brought me to places I've never been. I've had things that I've never thought I would have in my life. You with me? But here's the thing. When I start thinking more highly of myself, my service brings me back to a place of humility. God wants us to humbly serve him. And if he put a million dollars in your hands, you ain't going to go you ain't gonna get the big head because you realize it was given to you for a purpose. And that purpose was to serve in his kingdom. A servant will never become arrogant. A servant will possess humility. Watch this, these people were full of pride. They had forgotten that the one, watch this, who brought them out of slavery how in the world do they end up saying your words? He says your words have been what arrogant against me. Strong. That word. That word there means to have a strong indictment. Watch this. To be to be captured. Amen. He says. He says it's been arrogant against me, the one that saved you. The, listen. Listen. They had nothing. Now they were bawling, but they had forgotten the one who got them there. You know what serving does? Serving keeps you grounded. You know what? You know what I found out? Let me let me give you a formula here. Watch this, watch this. God wants to bless you. You don't even know that, like in two clicks, he can he could turn your life into something you never thought would be. But he knows you. And you've been waiting years and years and years, but you never checked the checkbox on pride. Humility. When you, the blessing of serving is that he keeps you humble. He keeps you in a, in a, in a state of appreciation. He keeps you in a place, watch this, where you're like, man, I'm so grateful. I'm your grateful. I mean, really grateful. Like, like that gratefulness spirit just be popping in your head. You're like, man, I'm so glad I'm not where I used to be, boy. Whoo. Watch what it says. He says. He says. Uh, says the Lord. Yet you say, oh, there we go again. Now, six times in this book. I told you this, right? These people had the I do not know it or I did not do it spirit. He said it's like this, right? I sit here, I stand here and I preach about giving. And I tell you, I said, y'all got to give. You know, that's how you're blessed. You know, that kind of stuff. right? And you still ain't doing it, but you're still wondering, well, how come I ain't blessed? Right, that's that's what was happening. They were like, oh, "Well, well, you know, what have we spoken against you?" Like, when did I say that? <laughs> you ever offend somebody? Like, when did I say that? Right. That's what they were doing. See, that's why you got to be careful what you say out your mouth. That's important. Words have power. So the next thing is, when you the blessings of serving is you will not be deceived by the enemy. All right. In Malachi 1, 2, they said, I have loved you. God says, I love you, says the Lord. But you say, how have you loved us? Wait a minute. In Malachi two fourteen, yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord had been a witness between you and your wife of your youth against whom you've dealt treacherously, uh, though she is your companion and, and your wife by covenant. They would treat their wives bad. Verse uh, Chapter 2, verse 17, you've wearied the Lord with your words you say, how have we worried him? In that you say, everyone who does evil is good? I'm going to get to that. In Malachi 3.18, will a man rob God? Yet you say, how we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. A servant does not lie to get out of trouble. Have you ever been around someone you know they're wrong and yet they will never acknowledge it? They, listen, you can look them till they're green in the eyes, blue, pink they will look you in a straight face and lie and you're like now I know what I know but the thing about God y'all when you're serving him he will not allow the enemy to deceive you he's going to keep that deceptive spirit from you you know why you ready for this you ready You got to hold your hands out to catch this one. Get get your baseball glove out. You going to catch this? You want to know why? Because the more you serve him, the more discernment you get. You caught that? And watch this. And, And the more you serve him, the more discernment you get because you're in the word. Watch this. The devil will have a hard time deceiving you. But here's the other thing. You will be willing to admit when you're wrong. You know what, God? I'm wrong. Yeah, you know what? I did say that. You know what? I did, I did fall short. And watch this. And when you fall short, guess what? You know he'll forgive you because you're not deceived to believe that God will throw you away. You understand where I'm going with that? Watch this, watch this, watch this. Have you? Ever, watch, this, watch this, God doesn't want your money; He wants all of you. <laughs> it's not your money. Your money is just part of your appreciation. I was over here. You know what I love about you know if you don't if you haven't turned that option on your cash app, I think you should. Where you have to put a put a password in, but I like face recognition. Because when I when I get ready to give, let me tell you what I do. I put a smile on that baby. Yes, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It, it, it's because I feel like I want to outgive God. Seriously, I feel like man, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them this time. And from the moment I tried that, it seemed like he just keep giving it back more and more. And anybody, anybody experience that? Listen, if we know that's real, then we should tell somebody. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. I got to go on. I got to go on. Yeah, get caught up on that. Look what verse fourteen says. He says. He says. So so so. What will we develop? A true humility. We will not be deceived by the enemy. But watch this, watch this. You have said, now listen to the words of God's people. This is what I want you to, this is what I want you to understand. This is, if I was writing the Bible, I wouldn't put this stuff in it. Seriously, this is God's people. These are, these are people of God. Can you imagine this is the people of God? And this is some of us. Oops, didn't mean to drop that, but. Look what he says. You have said it is vain to serve God. Wait a minute. That word vain means worthless. It it means falsehood or falseness. There are millions of Christians today that say these very words. When life turns them upside down. But if they would have waited, if they would have held on to the branch in the storm, I'm talking about the root of David. (laughs) The wheel in the middle of the wheel. I'm, I'm talking about, watch this, watch this now. Here's what's happening to these people. They said it is in vain. Man, I went down there for nothing. Nothing. And then, and then here come the voice behind you. Man, why are you always going down there to that church? What, they got a, a hole on you? They got some mojo on you or something? They, what? what? I, imagine, I imagine in my mind that people hear that kind of stuff. I imagine to myself that people ask that question, but what you don't realize is every word you say, God knows it. Man, we've been here doing this thing in vain. In vain we have served God. Do you realize that you're not serving man, but you're serving God? That we have an opportunity to serve him? this, this, This messes me up because this is God's people. The same people that he's holding out for in Revelation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The 144,000 that in the end will get saved, the Jews. Watch this now. There's the same people who are speaking arrogantly against God and say, It's in vain I served him. I went to that church and I gave my money, I gave my time, I didn't get nothing out of it. Pastor be tripping. Talking all that stuff on Sunday morning. You know when you speak against the man of God, you're speaking against God. Did you know that? Cuz he's the closest thing you gonna get to God. Cuz he's the one that represents God on earth. In the book of Revelation, he's called the angel of the church. You with me? But he's not God. Just remember that. You don't worship him, but you respect him. Don't just think that, what's the point? What's the point of going to church? What's the point of serving? Don't get into that mindset. You know what? A lot of people did that in their last church. Watch this. Not in this church, they're saying, I'm still broke. I'm still struggling. What's the point? What's the point, Pastor? What's the point? That, my friends, is deception. So what's the next point? Oh, give me a name uh, You'll never regret it. Let me give you a phrase the old school people used to say. You ready? You ready? Serving God is going to pay off after a while. And you don't know that part of your service is what's really holding your life together. Part of your service is really why you still got a sound mind. Part of your service is reason why you're still on top. Because God says you sought first my kingdom. And my righteousness said all these things two reasons why you ain't got no money you're not serving or you're not giving for real. He says, When you seek first the kingdom of God, money, food, clothing, and all that will be added unto you. And in Malachi, he says, What if you give, I'm gonna open up the windows of heaven and I'm gonna pour you out blessings, but you're serving. God want, wanted, us, wanted them to develop in their servitude. They were saying, "Man, we doing this stuff in vain." Watch the text. Watch the text. He says, "What?" And and, and look what they said. They said, "It's a it's crazy." You know. You know what? I, you know what I call this? You ready for this? I'm gonna bless you. I just saw something. You ready? Uh, baseball. God. You ready? God is always recording your conversations. And when we get busted, we, we act like this. What did I say? I didn't say that. But I got you on tape. God had them on tape. And he is quoting them verbatim because he says, you said. Lord, have mercy. And Jesus, in the New Testament, when he came to the Pharisees, he said, you say, watch this, uh, eye for an eye. I say, love your enemy. Pray for those who despitefully use you. But you say, an eye for an eye. See? But I say, God says what? Love your enemy. Pray for those who despitefully use you. See, they were operating off of their words, not God's word, but God was tape recording and then bringing them to court with all of the evidence to prove to them that y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. But just in case you think I'm lying on you, these are your words. Let me ask a question. What have your words been? Seriously, like for real. Watch this. He says, what profit is it that we have kept his charge? In other words, they were saying, watch what they were saying. Why am I living right? For what reason am I living right? Why? I did this in vain. Not only did I serve you in vain, but I'm not profiting from it. He says, what profit is it that we have kept his charge? Why did I stop getting high? Why did I stop clubbing? Why did I stop having fun for no reason? Because I don't see nothing happening in my life. Is that your conversation? I might as well go back. I mean, and better myself. Get some self-help books. Because, you know, when I was serving God, it seemed like it was hard. Give me the next point. You will know what? Read it very carefully. You will know the true what? Spiritual value. They said what profit they were looking for value. There's a value in what you do, Yadari. There's a value in it. You may not see it right now, but it's paying off. Melanie, it's paying off. Faith, it's paying off. Medina, it's paying off. Carolyn, it's paying off. You understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes coming here is hard. Oh, I wish I had a few people say amen on that one. With all of the stuff you got to go through, sometimes the devil just won't leave you alone, but if you press your way in, you'll see the value in it. And when, like, let me tell you something. You know what? When you find value in something, you support it. This is why I don't like to come up here and beg for money. That ain't an excellent church at all. Because I know where some of you came from, what you came out of. And God has blessed you. When I look at you on Sunday morning, you look good. You you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Y'all get it? You look good. You look better than you used to look. You have more than you used to have. So, so I, I reckon that if you have more now, then you should give credit to where credit is due, and you will see the spiritual value of service say, God, let me bless the Lord. Pastor said we need what? I got to get the QRC code out and all kinds. Of, I'm like, gosh, dog, man. I'm like, man, come on, man. We passed that. This <laughs> is my thoughts I've been thinking. Y'all know how I am. You know, I be thinking about stuff like, man, why do I have to go do the QRC code? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. It's first fruit time, y'all. Last year, we did way, way good on that. You understand what I'm saying? Because watch it. Because there's value in this. Some people have lost their way. Okay. They don't believe in giving anymore. They don't believe in supporting anymore, they don't believe in sewing anymore, they don't believe in this stuff no more. And here's what that's here's the conversation. Man, I'm struggling. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you you weren't struggling before. So, how did you get there? I promise you, some days I'll be wanting to tell y'all some of the things that God be doing for me. I'll be trying to help myself from saying it because I don't want to come across as bragging, but listen, I'm telling you, man, there have been days where I got down to zero and literally had to give. And I chose to give, and listen, literally in that same week, God did something, listen, if you only understood the story, y'all. That's why I want to hear from you. I want to hear what God is doing in your life because it's important to me. It's important to me that I hear that he's doing great things because you are being faithful. When you know the true spiritual value of serving, even on your worst day, you'll show up. Listen, listen, listen. These people were deceived, y'all. Look what he says next. I got five minutes. Watch what he says. He says, he says right here. He says, uh, 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 it, 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 "What prophet is it that we have kept his charge, and that we have walked in what?" Now let me help you with this. Let me help. We and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of Hosts. You ready for this? Okay. So in those days, when a person wanted to show that they were grieving, they would put black stone ashes all over. Them. OK. And they would walk around mourning over sin or, you know, they messed up or someone died or whatever the case may be. But but see, watch what they said. They said that and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts. See. The people pretended to grieve for their sins by walking around, watch this, with sackcloth and with blackened faces. All the while, watch this, they were really arrogant. In other words, they were pretending that they were really mourning before the Lord because that's what he required. They didn't know. Listen, listen, let me help you with something. When you come in here, be real. Be real, y'all, be real. Listen, they were, listen, if you're broken, be broken. If you hurt, be hurt. Listen, they were coming before God acting like they were sorry, but they weren't sorry. They listen, 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 listen. They thought all that remained was for God to fulfill his part of the bargain and bless them. So what they did, they came in mourning so that they would get a blessing, but really they came in deception and got nothing. Who are these people? Who are these? Are these God's people? Huh? Huh? Trip me out. My last point, I'm going to sit down. You'll never doubt your decision. Let me say this. Don't you ever say this out your mouth. Look at what I did for that church. Don't ever say that don't you ever be deceived out of your mouth to say something like that. Let me tell you why, y'all. Because you had nothing when you came. And even what you had, had no value to it until God put value to it. And when he blessed you, oh, he blessed you. But what I'm saying to you is, when you're serving God, you'll never regret. The decision. They thought all that remained was hey, if God would do his part then, then, then we'd be alright. They were walking around oh God mourning and crying and saying I'm sorry but they didn't mean it. See, they had fallen into what the world has fallen into now, what most churches have fallen into now. We want to be entertained. We wanna we want the pastor to make us feel I ain't I ain't no performer. I may crack a few jokes every now and then. But what I'm saying is your soul is what's important to me. So I won't crack a few jokes, but I'm gonna give you the truth. I don't want you to walk around mourning and you ain't serious about it. See, one of the greatest things that I find in this passage is that God, wait till I get to verse 15, okay? Don't, don't leave me look at 15. Next week, I'm going to deal with 15. Um, <laughs> 15 will, will rock your world. How many you want to be like them? How many want to be like them? If you want to see blessings and serving today, you got to return to your right position as a servant. Then you will experience joy again. Whenever God saves you, cleans you up, puts you in the church and you start serving God and then you go back out, you will never find joy out there, ever. So you have to return. And until you return, you will not find joy. One of the greatest hotel chains in America is Rich Carlton. It is known for one thing its service. The company prides itself on the fact that from the time a customer drives up and gets out their car until the time they check in and drive away, the customer will be served like no other hotel in the country. Most people, though, don't see behind the scenes what's really going on. Hotels have what you call service elevators. On those elevators, there's no fancy music. Sometimes there's not even a wall up there. Everything is bare bones. No decor, they just a regular elevator. What you have in that elevator, it is designed for the servants who will serve you to reach the top. The guests are headed to the top also, but they had to pay the price to get to the top. When you get on the service elevator, Someone is paying for you to go up. In this life, if you want to reach the top, you have to take the service elevator. That's what's going to take you really to the top. You don't have to connive. You don't have to scheme. You don't have to stab anybody in the back. The way to reach the top is through the service elevator. And when you go through the service elevator, God will take up the tab. You know, when boxcars of a freight train have been used up, never to be ride in again, what they do is they turn it over to the side and they write on two big letters on there, WD, painted on the side of the train. It means withdrawn. One day, God... When he's done using us down here on this earth, he will call us into heaven, and he will write in large letters on our tombstones, WD, well done. You see, I look at the world and I see all that they have. I look at my journey. I can sleep at night. I can enjoy my blessings because of the way I got it. When it's all said and done, pay attention. You want to get a well done. You want God to say, well done, thy good And faithful servant, you've done well. And can I tell you something about a servant? Servants sometimes have to suffer. Suffering is part of our MO. But you're not suffering alone. You'll never suffer alone. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.